to get better by six o'clock. I'm going to the movies and I want to have a free mind. Major, give me a hand. Later, I'll give you one of mine. Hey, what kind of a place is this? What do you care? We're open 24 hours a day and the second cup of coffee is free. Believe that, Frank. There's talk of making it the 49th state. Hey, this is nothing but a pack of filthy lying lies, which is beneath my contempt about it, and you can count on my full and fearful cooperation. You call me that again, friend, I'll reach into your throat and pull your heart out. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me today, as usual, are my pals, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Ladies. Today we're going to be discussing A Smattering of Intelligence. It's episode 24 from season 2. It's the 48th episode overall. It was directed by Larry Gilbart, written by Larry Gilbart and Lawrence Marks, Production code is K424, and the original air date is March 2nd, 1974. Morphine. No morphine for me. Well, it's certainly not for me. Colonel, this will be very painful. Forget it. Perhaps you'd care to bite on a bullet? Just do it. Stock in it, please. I want to talk to your commanding officer. Well, right after we set this, we x-ray it. If it's not right, we do it again. Then you can see my commanding officer, who's not right, but he won't let us do him again. What's your name, fella? Dr. Wasserman. I'm looking for a cure for VD, and I thought this might be a good place to start. And we have a very long plot summary for this episode. After a helicopter crash at the 4077th Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, the only casualty is the infamous Lieutenant Colonel Flagg, who was laid up at the 4077th with a broken arm. He reveals that he suspects a security leak in the camp and will be investigating, presenting Lieutenant Colonel Blake with a number of aliases and demanding his full cooperation. Meanwhile, Hawkeye and Trapper John meet Trapper's friend Captain Pratt, who is not a Pratt. He's actually a nice guy, who is an Army intelligence officer. Pratt is undercover at the hospital to see what Flag is up to, claiming Flag had ordered the helicopter to crash and then broke his own arm in order to infiltrate the 4077th. Pratt explains his presence in the camp to Frank Burns by saying that the U.S. Army engineers are thinking of making MASHs amphibious. Frank reveals his naivete by believing Pratt's story. Pratt also blackmails Henry into cooperating with him. Soon, the two spies are after each other, and Hawkeye and Trapper John decide to have some fun by tricking both spies into going after Major Frank Burns, making Pratt believe Burns is a right-wing fascist, and making Flagg believe Burns is a left-wing communist. Uh, sir? Yeah. Uh, Colonel Flagg is right outside, inside here, sir. Oh. Colonel Flagg? Colonel, I want to talk to you in private, without the corporal. Oh, you can say anything you want in front of him. Okay, I will. Get out. Yes, sir. I see they got the old wing patched up. Yeah. Care for a belt? No, thank you. Hot enough for you? Colonel. Colonel? What's your clearance? Oh, I go through the door with about an inch to spare. <laughs> I mean security-wise. Oh, well, we're a hospital. 
Colonel, I'm going to have to trust you. Well, believe me, you can, Colonel Flagg. Major Brooks, Lieutenant Carter, Ensign Troy, Captain Louise Klein. I'm CIA. CIA? Wow! Uh, guest stars in this episode. Edward Winter turns up as Colonel Samuel Flagg. Now, Edward appeared in seven episodes of MASH, the first as uh, Captain Halloran, and the rest as the comedy fool Colonel Flagg. Uh, Edward has a great-looking resume and looks like he appeared in quite a few episodes of several TV shows, such as The Angry Beavers, Herman's Head, 9 to 5, Hollywood Beat, what are these? Um, Empire, <laughs> uh, Project UFO, and the only one that I know of, uh, Dallas. And Bill Fletcher played Vinnie Pratt. Bill has 62 titles to his resume. The usual suspects pop up here, such as The Fall Guy, BJ and the Bear, which is Kenny's favorite show, Charlie's Angels, which is Med's favorite show, and yes, oh, yeah. no points for guessing this one, Quincy MD, which just so happens to be my favorite show. <laughs> hey, sirs. And ma'am. And ma'am. Boy, did I ever just hear something by accident in the office. You've been giving the wall a physical again, Radar? Sit down and tell us. Uh, Corporal O'Reilly's high chair, please. You know that Colonel Flagg who fixed his arm? He's a CPA. No, really, I heard him tell Colonel Blake to keep it quiet, that he's on a secret mission. Radar, you mean CIA. To think I took his shirt off. Well, why would you do that? I had to break his arm, Frank. He was lusting after Margaret. Those guys are doped up most of the time, you know. Doped up on patriotism, fella. Something we're in pretty short supply of here. Amen. Radar, we're running low. Get another order of Yankee Doodle. Yes, sir. All right, Meds, why don't you start us off with your thoughts on this episode? Uh, okay, once again we see Hawkeye's uh, Hawaiian shirt come in here, the same one we saw in episode Love one. Love that, yes. I've uh, been looking up on that on the Replica Prop Forum. Uh, there's, there is a thread, actually, of people trying to find out where this shirt comes from. There's loads of ones that are similar to it, but none none has been found that is exactly like it, so presumably it was probably made for the show. Um, in my notes I have the words Colonel Bloody Flag. <laughs> that is all. Um, there's some of the, the lines here. I'll be like, uh, what's your clearance? Uh, the answer of, uh, oh, I'll go through the door with an inch to spare. What's your clearance? Oh, I go through the door with about an inch to spare. Really had me crack it up. Really like that one. Um, why is Radar holding a stethoscope up in the air as opposed to against the wall? Uh, don't know why. <laughs> is it, I know it's because he's not a doctor. Uh, well, they had they had they had free Wi-Fi back then. <laughs> uh, Henry Messerami's electric fan was again, of course, great great acting from McLean Stevenson. Um, it's a bit of a fast episode. Uh, this is, but I, I quite like that. Um, as you know, I, I quite like these fast ones because I, I always think things could be done on stage. Um, I'm I'm sure I, you see Hawkeye eating celery. In uh, the mess tent. <laughs> now, I, I'm not too sure if salary was wildly available in Korea. It could have been. I mean, I, it, is a, it is a bit of a nitpick, but, uh, you know, who knows. Um, I actually quite like the episode, apart from Colonel Flagg. I don't <laughs> like Flagg, but the other guy, Pratt, 
uh, makes up for it. I think I quite like the the you know going against each other. I don't believe the relationship um, between Trapper and Pratt. I don't. I don't see any kind of friendship there, unlike when we saw Hawkeye's friend turn up at MASH. Uh, and admittedly, sadly, he, of course, that character died in the same episode. But you believe the friendship with them, too. Go, You're under arrest. Benny Pratt! What a small war! Trapper John McIntyre, the old dirty doctor. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Benny Pratt, Hawkeye Pierce. Benny and I go way back. I introduced him to his wife. I don't quite believe the friendship between... Um, Trapper John and, and Pratt here. Um, yeah, I, I quite like it. Yeah, it's a, it's an it's an yeah no pretty good episode. Not not hugely fantastic, but otherwise yeah yeah I'd watch it again. Yeah, I pretty much agree agree with you. Uh, I you, as everyone knows, I'm a, I very much dislike uh, the character of Flag, and I've been regretting these episodes coming up because I knew they were coming up soon. Hmm. Um, but it was still funny. It was still there were so many lines that made me laugh out loud. Besides the flag stuff, him just being an idiot, um, <laughs> you know. I mean, you brought up some good points with with uh, the other spy who was really good. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. It was just something. I, it was looking back at it now. It, I laughed a lot, and I was surprised because I didn't think I would like the episode at all. But I actually enjoyed the episode a lot, despite that it had flag in it. If I, you know, pretended that he wasn't part of it, then it would have been a really funny, great episode. Mm. Yeah, and the fact that at the end as well, when uh, they do the obligatory end of season, oh yes, yeah, and yeah. he says uh, observation, and you think, oh, he's going to come back. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Al, what are your thoughts on Flag in this episode? Well, poop on both of you. <laughs> I'm glad one of us likes him. I like Flag. I have always liked the character of Colonel Flag. I, I, I think he's funny. He's a he's a great. He's one of those. He's one of those all-American heroes for the wrong reason. You know, he he thinks what he's doing is is patriotic and and uh, tremendously all-American, but he's actually he, just a big jerk. I mean, he he. I like his character. I think he's he was a great addition in, in the episodes that he was in because he he gave he gave Hawkeye and Trapper and you know later on Hawkeye and BJ um, a great. Uh, platform to play off of. I just, I just thought he was great. He, you know, he's one of those things that uh, that just represents Mash. I think in true Mash fashion, with him in these episodes, it just pokes fun at the paranoia that absolutely ran rampant during that era. I mean, he was one of those people who saw conspiracies everywhere. He saw the enemy everywhere. Everyone was an enemy. So that's, I just, I thought he was, he was great. Uh, I, I like this episode too. Uh, the title actually reminded me of meds though, you know, a smattering of intelligence. <laughs> oh, you like you Kessel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the spy versus spy, uh, spy versus spy theme in this episode. And oh, definitely. it's just, uh, it's great. Uh, and and I know you guys liked Pratt, but I actually found myself rooting for Flag. <laughs> one of his one of his one of my favorite uh, quotes of Flag in this episode: "I have enough pictures of your file to have you executed for the rest of your life." I don't know what game you're playing, but I've got enough pictures of your file to have you executed for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's just awesome. You can't get better than that. And you know, I, I think that the reason that Hot Lips and Frank, to an extent, Frank, uh, like flag so much is because, like I said, he, they, they see him as a real American hero. Mm -hmm. They're kind of blinded by his flash. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a fantastic way to end the season. 
Nice. No, I, I totally agree with you that I think the actors really play well off of Flag, off that character, that they do do a lot with them. I just, that, that, I just can't get over. <laughs> he's, just, he's such an idiot, and he's so over the top. It's just a little too much for me. What about you, Mads? So why don't you like him? Um, because uh, I think he takes you out of the program. I don't think he adds anything. I think there's, by this point, we're at the end of series two. Now, we mentioned uh, a few podcasts back that we, we had issues with some of the first episodes of MASH in series two, um, where it, they were still trying to find their feet and widely recognized, uh, as we mentioned on the Swampcast. And they're starting to find their feet now. They're starting to get in the, the mode of what MASH is to become. Um, Alders directing, uh, I say Alders starts to write more. They know their characters inside out. Klinger is starting to be fleshed out more. Father Mulcahy he's starting to come into it more. Radar's obviously already set, but even now Radar's starting to become a, a solid character instead of the, you know, the, you know, flip character that he has been. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see the camp as it should be. You know, not necessarily know where the jokes coming from because obviously you should always be surprised. But then you get this this fool turn up into camp who is unbelievable in every way. And I do agree, Al, with what you say that he represents. Uh, paranoia. He represents, you know, the the MacArthur style thing of um, it, it was MacArthur, wasn't it? Who, who did the yeah MacArthur blacklisting of, of actors and you know if anybody turned around and said, oh, wouldn't it be nice if everybody shared your money? You was automatically accused of being a communist or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know you, you was you know asked to snitch on your neighbours. Everything that's possibly wrong in the world. Um, and I can understand that, but I think they could have done that in a better way of possibly introducing a, a character who would have been more of a threat, who would have been, who couldn't, you know, they, they knew he was a threat. And even with Hawkeye and Trapper doing their jokey way about it, they could have put some quite, you know, good tension in there where a lot of people was accused of being a communist or, you know, or anything like that and was, was, was jailed and their lives ruined. Mm-hmm. This to me didn't represent that. This to me represented just a comedy foil that did not work. His threats were not believable. He was just somebody who shouts a lot. The boy that you see in the playground who wants to be noticed and ultimately and that tries to bully but doesn't get there. Um, and to me, it takes you out of an episode. And I think what annoys me the most, as what I said, it's an opportunity. I think they could have created a flag character that could have been a real threat and could have come back. Every now and again, when you're starting to get into the ease of mash, into the ease of the comedy, suddenly this character turns up out of nowhere and you think, oh, crap, what's he going to do now? And they could have used it where they could have took a well-known um, you know, character in the show away from an episode and had him on trial or ruin, or tried to ruin him or even had a character leave that way because of flag and you would have really hated him. I think they wasted an opportunity with it. Well, that's some good points. Poop. <laughs> deep. Yeah, very deep. No, actually, very, very well thought out. Oh, yeah, and, uh, definitely. Yeah. Better than my I just don't like them. Come. <laughs> I'm with intelligence. G2. Our people monitor the call from here. We have a colonel flag on some kind of a mission. His chopper crashed. He broke his arm. Oh. That old trick. What trick? I set the arm. I saw the x-rays. Oh, believe me. If I know Flaggy ordered the chopper to crash, got out, and hit himself with a hammer. <laughs> Come on. It's a switch in the way he infiltrated the CID last year. He drove his jeep into a wall, 
Set himself on fire. Is this guy available for kids' parties? Why would this character want to infiltrate a hospital? Well, that's what I'm here to find out. What they're up to, stop them. I don't get it. What do you mean, they, them? Aren't them all part of we? Isn't them us? Steady, pal. You always try to make a big score around appropriation time. A little showboat for the Senate. Now, last year, they beat us out of $20 million. Well, you can make that up out of petty cash. There must be something pretty big cooking around here for them to send flying. My orders are to find out what that is. From now on, I'm Captain Perkins, priest. Oh, we already got a priest. Well, and I'm Captain Stone, engineers. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I will start us off. The character of Lieutenant Colonel Sam Flagg, played by Edward Winter, was first introduced by name in this episode. Winter portrayed a similar character called Captain Halloran 11 episodes earlier in Deal Me Out, and the two are implied in Quo Vadis, Captain Chandler to have been one in the same. In that episode, Hawkeye and Trapper remark on how the last time he was at the 4077th, Flag not only broke his own arm, seen in this episode, but rigged a jeep to run over himself. This last incident is not in this episode, but did appear in episode Deal Me Out, implying that these are one in the same characters. Hmm, very I believe, interesting. I believe that they are the same people. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Well, MASH won the Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series and was nominated for an Outstanding Film Editing at the 1974 Emmy Awards. In addition, Alan Alda won Emmys for Actor of the Year in a Series and Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. Also, Gary Berghoff and McLean Stevenson received the nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series and Loretta Swit received a nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. What a great episode. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah this, I, this I love the that they're getting recognized. The, yeah, the, the, to taking over the Emmys for eleven yeah. years. Yeah, 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 fantastic. Uh, the final scene in this episode was deleted from syndication prints, but is restored on the DVD and VHS versions. Oh, this is why I said earlier on. Colonel Flagg gives a narrative report in slide form of his stay at the four hundred seven seventh with pictures of Hawkeye and Tracker in the gorilla suits from As You Were. At the end, Flagg recommends that the four hundred seven seventh remain under observation. Yep. Hmm. Which Ominous. More flag. All right, Corporal, read back what you got. Uh, yes, sir. <clears throat> uh, to the Far East Export Import Company, 27 Zapata Circle, Tijuana, Mexico. Right. Go on. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Mary had a little lamb. Stop. My dog has fleas. Stop. Good. It's a bit more. Marzy dotes and dozy dotes. And I'll be home for Christmas. You got that? Uh, in uh, just a moment, sir. Uh, okay. Sign it. Your loving son, Queen Victoria. All right, guys, it's time for some trivia. Oh, the fun just keeps going on. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a slow golf clap there? It was indeed. (laughs) 
All right, uh, I'm going to read a scenario, and I'll have questions for that scenario. This one is, while Hawkeye and Trapper were helping an orderly visit his pregnant wife, they were also trying to prevent a soldier from marrying a local business girl. Do you guys remember that episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. All right, uh, Meds, why don't we go with the first question. What was the soldier's name? <laughs> John. <laughs> Danny McShane. No. No. Yeah. Uh, Al, we'll try this one with you. Uh, what was the name of the girl he wanted to marry? Danny McShane. Su <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Young. Ooh, Sung Hee. Oh, I got the first part right. You got the, well, yeah, but it wasn't that difficult. I get a half a point, right? Oh, okay. yeah, I get it. Hey, that's kind of a, <laughs> that's kind of a bad comment there, Kenny. Too <laughs> soon. Yeah, you will get a half a point for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Come on. And you could have just been reading that from the menu. <laughs> oh, moving on. I can't Why? read Korean. I just can't. <laughs> Why was he unable to marry her? Oh, man. I have no idea. Do you guys remember? I don't have a clue. Uh, let's see. She had <laughs> tuberculosis. <laughs> no, she had tuberculosis. Uh, oh, well, because that stops you from getting married. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it does, uh, American marrying a, a Korean. Uh, okay, for our listening audience, what did Mr. Kwan, the orderly, name his son? So, once again, the question is, while Hawkeye and Trapper were helping an orderly visit his pregnant wife, they were also trying to prevent a soldier from marrying a local business girl. And for our listeners, the question, what did Mr. Kwan, the orderly, name his son? Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And here's a hint. It's not Danny McShane. <laughs> it is not, no. <laughs> Bang. Ah, let's go, mister. Ah, what is it? You're under arrest as a subversive. I don't know what game you're playing, but I've got enough pictures of your file to have you executed for the rest of your life. Subversive? Can't be. He's got every record Kate Smith ever made. Get dressed. You're coming with me. Hold it, Flag. He's mine. You'll have to take a number and wait. Or call ahead. Everybody wants to arrest Frank Burns this time of year. Arrest me? What for, for heaven's sake? You're a communist. He's a fascist. I'm not either. I'm nothing. We'll vouch for that. I've got a list here of 17 left-wing organizations and charities you've contributed to. I never gave a dime to charity. I believe every man has the right to be poor. That doesn't explain these communist front groups. Those are just a front for these. Aha, uh -huh, there's a new front moving in. This shows your radical right-wing activities, from being an usher at a bun meeting in 1939 to pledging $25 to a Martin Bormann telethon in Argentina. There's more here, Comrade Burns. What? Frank, you're entitled to one phone call to the Kremlin. Do you deny that last month in Tokyo you attended a performance of the Russian ballet? Well, what's wrong with going to the ballet, for Pete's sake? That's how you people operate. Today you're dancing in Tokyo, tomorrow all over Washington. You gotta keep on your toes with the Russian ballet. How about this little item? Running a linen laundry for the Ku Klux Klan? I never! It's a lie! They're all lies! Well, somebody's lying. That's right. And we know who it is. It's us. You two are so intent on finding some breach of security, some leak. You don't need the real thing. You guys are self-leaking. 
trying to protect your jobs until you get to the old spy's home. You could do ten years for this. What, for simple doctor's file doctoring? You can't arrest us. We got a run-of-the-war contract. Trappers! Trappers, sirs, incoming wounded. Fellas, it's been both a privilege and a nightmare meeting you. All right, you can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the Internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we're at MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow the hosts at Twitter. I am at GeekyFanboy. And you can follow me at HawkeyeMets. And I am at Tales Podcast. And our website is www.mash4077podcast.com. We also have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And uh, our email address for all our correspondence, including the trivia questions, is mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And our terrific MASH online store can be found at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. Also, if you could please leave us reviews at iTunes. We love getting reviews. We love hearing from our listeners. And it also throws us into charts and just brings more notoriety to our podcast. So we appreciate it if you go over to iTunes, type in MASH 4077 podcast and leave us a five-star review. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. So overall, I think we enjoyed the episode, even though we may not have enjoyed Flag, at least two of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I am Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Meds. All right, and we'll be seeing you. Buy a cup of coffee, Sam? Why not? Following is a joint surveillance report. CIA, Jeep 2, relative to personnel investigated. MASH 4077. Captain Benjamin Franklin Pierce. Captain John McIntyre. Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake. Major Margaret Houlihan and Major Frank Burns. Corporal Radar O'Reilly. Final recommendation, MASH 4077. Strongly suggest continued observation. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. 
Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. And this is Amy Moyer. And we are the hosts of Taken With You. The weekly podcast where we discuss life at the geeky Moyer's home. And then we talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. Very, very positive podcast. And we think you really enjoy it. And I love Star Trek and heavy metal music. And I like... Star Trek kind and of. heavy metal music, and I hate heavy metal music. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Oh, well, you got to understand when you're recording. Give and, in to your hate, Amy. You know, when you're recording, <sighs> and you go over and over those loud, obnoxious riffs, you know, I mm-hmm. do not like the loud guitar. You're talking about the Perry songs that I do. Some of them I like. Give in to your hate. <sighs> You've done some big band songs and some soft songs that I've liked. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, I just don't really like the heavy metal. Want to hear more of our banter? You can by listening to our podcast. Where can they find it? You can find it at TakeHimWithYou.com or iTunes. That's right, iTunes. Yes. (laughs) So you can tune in. in. But I do like some sci-fi. Amy, I'm your husband. (laughs) (laughs) I like Star Trek, and I like like Babylon Five. And Make it so. Some different questions. We're going too long now. Let's We're too long. go okay. away. You don't know the power of the podcast. Take it with you. That was kind of like Darth Vader. <laughs> MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Pratt is an undercover... Oh. That the U.S. Army engineers are thinking of making MASH's amphibia... Making... Oh, I see. This is difficult. But rigged a Jeep to run all over himself which this incident did not happen in this episode, <clears throat> but rigged a Jeep to run over himself, which this incident did not happen in this episode.
Oh my God. Rigged it, but rigged a Jeep to run over himself, which did not happen. Um, Colonel Flagg gives an advice. Oh. Colonel, 